0: paying attention, we'll notice that we've said it's uh, a mini-series for October, so this being the final Sunday of the month, I guess that's no surprise that we're in week four and the final part of our series. I have to say, I was expecting a larger R at that point, I'm quite disappointed, we may try to get in a moment. Um, So I've, I've really enjoyed this series, I hope you have too, it's a shame we've got to the last one. That's more like it. Thank you. I feel happy now. So if you've missed any of the uh, the parts and you'd like to listen to them, you can get them online. They're on the website. You can download them if you'd like to do that. But we've covered a number of things over these, uh, these few weeks or these three weeks to be more precise so far. We started off in week one uh, looking at the importance of preparation and training. So just like for an athlete, preparation and training is absolutely vital. It's critical to success in the race or in the um, endeavour that they're going for. In the Christian life, preparation and training is really important as well. In fact, it's more than really important. It's absolutely critical. It's vital. Things that we can sometimes think is so basic that... Many of us take them for granted, but are so easily slipped from our lives. Things like our ongoing, vibrant, living relationship with Jesus. Reading His Word, praying, spending time with Him. Being part of His body, committed to a local church. Serving and using the gifts He's given us. Growing in these things. And growing in our relationship with God. is key to keeping going in the Christian life. Too often we can look back and think, oh yes, I I became a Christian around such and such an age or particular date. Or maybe I was baptised then, or maybe I was filled with the Spirit then. And too often we can look back, and it's good to look back sometimes. It's good to celebrate what God has done. It's good to thank God for those things. But we can't just live in the good of that. We have to be living in the good of our relationship with Jesus now. And so preparation and training is important. In week two, we looked at getting rid of hindrances and uh, getting rid of uh, a sin. We looked at the passage from Hebrews chapter 12, where the writer to the Hebrews says, Therefore, since we are surrounded by such a great cloud of witnesses, let us throw off everything that hinders and the sin that so easily entangles and let us run with perseverance the race of Marked out for us. You never see an athlete running the 100 meters with a large overcoat on, do you? You know, they're they're dressed appropriately in in the best running gear that money can buy. And they're ready for the race. They've got rid of anything that's going to get in the way. Anything that's going to hinder the ability to run and run well. And the challenge for us as Christians is to, to get rid of anything that hinders us. The sin that's so easily entangled, as the writer to the Hebrews said. We need to get rid of it. Get shot of it. Get rid of anything that will slow us down and hinder our run and our walk with Jesus in order that we might keep going and uh, and love him. And then last week we looked at jumping the hurdles. And uh, we looked at some of the hurdles that, uh, we come across in the christian life and for all of us there'll be different hurdles at different times and uh, like i said last week i don't want to just be a negative about it and you're thinking oh why is he saying these things will come it's just the reality of life isn't it some things god allows in our lives as a test specifically to test us and to help us to grow in our relationship with him some things in our lives are a result of our sin or disobedience Some things are just part of life and just how it is. Just one of those things. And whichever category the hurdles may fall into, we need to learn to jump them well. And uh, the big three of money, sex and power are ones that we'll, we'll need to learn to jump. But there are others as well. And so whatever hurdle it is that you're facing in your Christian life right now, or you may face in days and weeks to come, you need to learn to jump, and in God's strength and his power to jump the hurdles that will inevitably come in life. And so we get to this week, week four, the final week in our series. I think some of you are still awake there, that's good. And uh, I wanna, we, we'll summarize the, the, the three weeks, but I want to do more than just summarize this morning. I want to look at the subject of finishing well. I'll look at one or two other things as well, maybe. Uh, particularly the issue of rewards and what the Bible has to say about that. But I want to look at the issue of finishing well. Because actually how you finish a race is pretty important, isn't it? It's not actually how you start, I and mean, that's important, but it's actually how you cross the line. That, that's dependent on, you know, that's whether you get a medal or not, it's actually dependent on the end of the race rather than the beginning. And so we we'll gonna look at the subject of finishing Well, if you're making notes on a title, then that can be your title for this morning. So shall we pray and uh, ask the Holy Spirit to help me and to help you? And we'll get into uh, into God's word and see what he has for us. Let's pray. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word to us. We thank you for speaking to us already this morning. We thank you for speaking to us across this series. And we pray now, Lord God, as we look at your word together, that once again you would speak to us, Lord. We pray we'd open up our hearts and our minds to hear from you, to hear from heaven. Help us to understand scripture. Lord, help us to open our lives to it. And Holy Spirit, I pray you'd help me to communicate well. I pray for all of us. We'd hear your voice speaking to us this morning. In order that we might grow in you and become more like you, Lord Jesus. We ask it in your wonderful, powerful name. Amen. Amen. Okay, so the issue then of, of rewards and finishing well. You know, the Bible has to say, uh, the Bible says a number of things about this subject and about the issue of uh, rewards. Because in a race, you'll find that medals are given, aren't you? So if you watch the uh, the Olympic Games or Commonwealth Games, something like that, you, you'll see that the winners are given a medal uh, for, for winning their race or for winning their particular uh, athletic sport. And so the Bible has some things to say about this as well. And we'll look at those things in a little while. But before we get there, let's just touch this subject of finishing well. Finishing well. Paul wrote to um, Timothy towards the end of his life. And uh, and he says this in 2 Timothy uh, chapter 2. Sorry, 2 Timothy chapter 4, rather, verses uh, 7 and eight. This is what uh, Paul says, 2 Timothy 4, 7 and 8. I have fought the good fight, I have finished the race, I have kept the faith. Now there is in store for me the crown of righteousness, which the Lord, the righteous judge, will award to me on that day, and not only to me, but also to all who have longed for his appearing. So Paul was able to look back upon his life and see and know that he had been faithful. He was able to look back over a period of time and know that he had been faithful to what God had called him to do. Now, if you know anything about the Apostle Paul, you'll know that he didn't have a great start in the Christian life. In fact, his start in the Christian life was actually in persecuting Christians. That's what he gave himself to. He described himself as going for that zealously. He's a bit of a zealot, really. He was committed to destroying this emerging Christian faith and in and, and killing off Christians in the process. We read in the book of Acts that Paul was there when Stephen was stoned to death and he approved of what was happening. That was Paul's start in the Christian life, <laughs> which was not a great start, was it? But years later, he could look back and say that he'd been faithful. He'd fought the good fight. He'd finished the race. He'd kept the faith. You see, it's not so much about how you start, but how you finish that really counts. So you may feel that you haven't had the greatest start. You may feel that things went wrong for you when you became a Christian, or things didn't work out as you thought they might do, and you might say, well, I didn't get the greatest start in the Christian life. You may even feel that right now you're not where you'd like to be in your relationship with God. You might think, oh, other people seem to have got it more together and I'm not quite where I want to be. You might look at yourself like that. Even this morning you might be thinking that. That's okay. Because this morning you can make a decision to decide that regardless of where you are now or even where you started, you can make a decision to finish well. To run the race and to be faithful to what God has called you to and to finish well. You can put in place today some things that will help you in that. You can make a decision to to go for it and to be committed to following God for the rest of your life from this point forward. Maybe you've never even trusted in Jesus. Maybe you're here with a friend this morning. Maybe they brought you along and said, listen, you've had an extra hour in bed. Why don't you come to church this morning? You don't have to get up so early. And you've just turned up and you're here and you're thinking, I'm not quite sure what all this is about. Even this morning you can make a decision that could change the course of the rest of your life. If you decide to follow Jesus and be faithful to what he has for you. I know I've quoted from a book, perhaps once or twice, uh, here before, uh, called Finishing Strong by a guy called Steve Farrah, And I don't apologize for quoting from it again, because some of you won't have heard this. And I think it's a brilliant quote. And uh, if you if guys, if you haven't read this book, then I want to urge you to read it. It's called Finishing Strong by Steve Farrer. If you're looking for a book to put on your Christmas Amazon list, put this book on there. I guarantee it will do you some good if you read it. And he says this. He says, men, it doesn't matter if you... Oh, you can apply this to women as well. Okay? So guys, don't just think, oh, it's not for me. You can apply this as well, but he's writing specifically to men. Okay? So he says this. Men, it doesn't matter if you've had a great start in the Christian life. It doesn't matter if you stumble time and again, or even fallen flat on your face. What matters most is how you finish. The man who hangs in for the long haul with his wife, his kids, and his Lord is an exception these days. Maybe only one in ten will do it. Every time I read that, I pray, oh God, please, let me be one of the one in ten. And guys, I'd imagine if you're sitting here this morning, you'd pray a similar prayer. Lord, let me be one of those one in ten. Now, I'd pray it's more than that. I'd pray that the stats go higher than that. But if you've been around any length of time, I know I don't look like it, but I've been around a little while now. And you know, I've seen people who are faithful and love God and were going for it with all their might. And then something happens in their life. And now they're nowhere with God, seemingly. Now, we don't know what goes on in people's hearts. Only God knows that. But observably, they seem to be nowhere with God. There's a challenge here for us. And friends, we need to take it seriously. And guys, I want to encourage you, be one of those one in ten. Same is true for, for women as well. I think for all of us this morning... We want to be praying and saying, God, we want to be faithful to the end. Don't you want that? Do you want to be one of the people that gets to the finish line and hears God say, well done, good and faithful servant? Do you want that? I want that. I want to be there. I want to hear God say, well done. You've done what I asked you to do. But you know what? There's a whole force out to stop us getting there. (laughs) Satan and his minions are out To prevent us getting there. To draw us away. To trip us up. To cause problems. So we need to be praying, God, we want to finish well. And if you want to finish well this morning, and I'm trusting you do, then we need to be praying for one another and asking God that we might finish well. We might hang in there for the long haul. And hear God say, well done, good and faithful servants. You see, the Christian life isn't so much like a 100-meter dash, which is over in a few seconds, or if I'm doing it, quite a lot of seconds, but over relatively quickly. But it's more like a marathon race. It's a long haul. We're in there. It's like those cross-country races at school. Anybody remember cross-country at school? Ah, it was dreadful, wasn't it? Anybody who liked cross country at school will pray for you later. Strange people. I, I mean, it was just—I I, I got to the point where I eventually I managed to arrange my music lessons. Just so happened during cross country. What, what a coincidence! But it's more like that race. You know, it's a long distance. We need to apply ourselves. We need to pace ourselves. We need to keep going for it. Keep persevering. So, what's the key? How do we do that? How do we do that? Well, listen, one way, one way that will help you is to focus on the day when you'll hear God say, well done. Think about that day. We don't often think about that day, do we? It's, you know, I'm trusting for most of us it's some time away. But We want to hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant. And that day, and the Bible uses that phrase, that day, is when God will reward those who have been faithful to him. It's when the risen, ascended Jesus will return, and time as we know it will come to an end, and we'll get to hear God say some things. This is what Paul says in 1 Corinthians chapter 3. 1 Corinthians chapter 3 Verse 10 and following. It says this. According to the grace of God given to me, like a skilled master builder, I laid a foundation and someone else is building upon it. Let each one take care how he builds upon it. For no one can lay a foundation other than that which is laid, which is Jesus Christ. Now, if anyone builds on the foundation with gold, silver or precious stones, wood, hay or straw, are quite a biblical concept. It's what Paul's talking about here. 1 Corinthians 9, he says, Do you not know that in a race all the runners run, but only one gets the prize? Run in such a way as to get the prize. Everyone who competes in the games goes into strict training. They do it to get a crown that will not last. But we do it to get a crown that will last forever. Amen. Amen. And then in Philippians 3, Paul says, Brothers, I do not consider myself yet to have taken hold of it, but one thing I do, forgetting what is behind, straining towards what is ahead, I press on towards the goal, to win the prize for which God has called me heavenwards in Christ Jesus. Do you see here that Paul has got in his mind the prize, the reward. He's, He's looking forward to that day. And just like a runner has in their mind the finish line, knowing it's ahead of them, thinking about it, focusing on it, uh, intending to cross it well, Paul here is focusing on that day. That day when he'll meet his risen Lord. That day when he gets to hear God say, well done. And he wants to get this crown that will last forever. Now, in the games that Paul would have been familiar with in those times, the winner would have got a wreath or a crown of foliage. So it wouldn't have lasted long, because it, sort of it would have died and sort of gone brown, and it eventually would have been, been thrown away. But Paul has got something in mind that will last forever. His reward from his Saviour. His focus was on that day. When he would receive his reward and hear that, well done. Paul wasn't afraid to say this, run in such a way as to get the prize. Now sometimes we can think as Christians that, now surely we shouldn't be focusing on prizes and rewards. That doesn't sound very humble, does it? And we can think like that, but but Paul wasn't afraid to, to think about these rewards and running the race well. That's not the Bible's view. Consistently throughout Scripture, we're encouraged to run the race, to receive the prize, to earn these rewards. Now, as Christians, once you've trusted in Jesus, you're not going to be judged upon your sin, because Jesus has paid the price. Do you understand that? So on the day of judgment, when we stand before our Lord's, we know that Jesus had paid the price for our sin. And so God isn't going to judge us on our sin. However, the Bible does talk about us being judged on what we have done with what God gave to us. So we're not going to be judged upon our sin. Let's make it really clear. I'm saying it again deliberately because Jesus has paid the price for that. So at that moment, he says, I've paid the price. And we can stand before God... Clean because of what Jesus has done for us. So, this is not about salvation. That's the cure once you've trusted in Jesus. That's what the Bible teaches. This is about what you did with what God gave you. The opportunities He gave you. The gifts that He gave you. Were you faithful with what He spoke to you? That's what this is about. Have you used the gifts He gave you? Have you made a world? Were you faithful with what he entrusted to you? You'll be judged on that day and you may be able to receive a crown. So this is now your opportunity to make a mark in God's kingdom. Not for your glory, but for the kingdom of God and for his glory. And it's your chance now, today, to go for all that God has for you. So the question is this. Are you using your gifts? Are you making a difference in the world for your Lord? Are you being faithful with what God has given you to do in this season of your life? Years ago, I remember going on a uh, on a training course. And it was by an audio manufacturer. And we were learning about some, uh, uh, some new speakers or something that they were launching into the market. And the guy teaching, I don't think was a Christian. He was a, a musician and had been a musician for many years. And he said... Guys, remember, he was just talking about life, and he said, guys, remember, this ain't the rehearsal, this is the gig. I thought, you know what, he's really understood this. This isn't the rehearsal, this is the gig. This is our chance to make a difference. We're not going to get another shot at this. This is not a rehearsal for life that is coming on around the corner or in a few years' time. It's now. It's right now, it's today, it's in this moment, it's this week. Right now, you can make a difference for Jesus. Right now, today, you can decide to live for him and be faithful in what he's got for you. So run the race. Receive the rewards and worship Jesus. Now, if I'm honest, I I used to struggle with this whole concept of rewards. I I struggled getting my head around it because I thought it just doesn't doesn't seem to fit right in terms of wanting to receive rewards. I thought Christians are meant to be humble and it it didn't add up. And I struggled with it for quite a while, thinking it a bit selfish to aim to get rewards. But that was until I heard it explained to me that the more rewards I get in heaven, the more crowns I get, if you like, the more I will have to worship Jesus with. You see, I can't take anything with me. Now, I love worship. I love to sing and to, and to play. But, you know, I can't take on my guitar with me and say, Jesus, I've I've written you a song. I've got my guitar here. I've got my music and, and off I go. I can't take anything with me. If I'm going to worship Jesus in heaven, I think I'm going to need to use what's there. And what we see here is the opportunity for us to get rewards or crowns to lay before Jesus and worship him with. So the more rewards you get, the more crowns you get, if you like, actually the more you will have to worship Jesus with on that day. Does that sound good? We want to do that, don't we? We want to go for that. That sounds great. So in Revelation um, 22, Jesus promises these rewards so that in the end we will have more to worship him with. So actually, ultimately, it's not about our glory. It's not about saying, hey, I've got five crowns and you've only got three. It's about having more to worship Jesus with. To lay before him and say, Lord, it's all for you. We want to love you and worship you and honour you. I don't know about you, but I want to do that to the very best of my ability in heaven and now as well. So in Revelation chapter 4, maybe you're familiar with the passage, it might be even coming to your mind at these, in these moments, what you find is is the 24 elders fall before him who sits on the throne and worship him who lives forever and ever. They lay their crowns before the throne and say, you are worthy, our Lord and God, to receive glory and honor and power. For you created all things, and by your will they were created and have their being. John gets a sneak preview into the heavenly realms and sees what's happening. And you and I get a chance to join in with that on that day, on that day. So in the end, we can have more to worship Jesus with. Anybody want to do that? Anyone want to receive that? But now is the chance we get to make the difference. Now is the chance we get to, to win those rewards, if you like, to receive those crowns in order that we can worship Jesus and honour him on that day. A natural question might be, well, that sounds fine, but how do I finish well? What's the key? What's the key to finishing well in the Christian life and receiving this reward and hearing a well done? Well, I don't think there's a magic bullet here because it involves a number of things we've talked about over these weeks. But probably one of the most important things to enable you to finish well and to hear that well done, probably one of the most important things you can do now is draw close to God and receive His Spirit. Because if you try to live the Christian life in your own strength or your own power, you're going to trip. You're going to fail. You're going to fall flat on your face. You're going to get exhausted and worn out and not enjoy it. And I can be so confident about this and guarantee that will be the case because I've tried. I know that. I've been there and done it. Maybe some of you have too. You try to be obedient to Jesus. You try to live well for him. But it's about your own energy and strength and determination rather than receiving his power, his strength, and his grace. So this morning, I think, is a time for drawing close to him and receiving his spirit afresh. In Isaiah 40, we read this. Isaiah 40, verse 30 and 31. Even youths grow tired and weary, And young men stumble and fall. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. Another translation has this. Those who wait on the Lord will renew their strength. So God calls you this morning to do some waiting on him. To renew your strength in him. I do believe that's what he'd have us do this morning. I was reading through Galatians this week, and I was struck again about how strongly Paul attacks this church for moving away from the grace of God and getting into what we call legalism, which is basically uh, what it means is trying to earn your own salvation, trying to make it about what you do rather than receiving what Jesus has already done for you. And Paul attacks them for it, quite strongly, because salvation is through Jesus. Not Jesus plus something else, or Jesus plus your bit of effort, or Jesus plus whatever you might think. It's just about him, and it's by his grace. So the way to progress and to grow in the Christian life is actually the same way as you get into it to start with. It's through the grace of God. John Wimber used to say, the way in is the way on. And it's true. The way you grow is actually the same way as you got into this deal. It's through the grace of God. And so I'd like us to come to God afresh this morning and to receive His grace and to receive the empowering of His Spirit. I've deliberately finished a little bit early, earlier than we would do normally because... I want us to worship the Lord now. and I've asked Caroline to come up and lead us. If you want to come up now with the, whatever band you have, that would be, uh, be great. Thank you. And we're going to worship the Lord and um, we're going to pray for one another. You see, this isn't a short dash. This is a marathon race. We need to be in it for the long haul. See, Paul knew what it was when things got tough. Have you ever read through his account in 2 Corinthians 11, when he lists all the sort of things that he'd faced? So he talks about being exposed to death, uh, five times I received from the Jews, 40 lashes minus one, three times I was beaten with rods, once I was stoned, three times I was shipwrecked, I spent a night and day in the open sea, I've been constantly on the move, I've been in danger from rivers, in danger from bandits, and just the list goes on. You're thinking, man, Paul, how do you keep going in that list? You know, we think we have it tough. and This is what Paul says he went through. How did he keep going? How on earth did he finish well? How on earth did he hang on in there? It's by receiving the grace of God. Receiving his spirit, living in the good of his grace. Staying close to Jesus. So Paul kept going. And I want to encourage us this morning to keep on going. I want to encourage all of you to run well and to finish well. I want to encourage all of you to be faithful with what God has for you now, today. Not just at some point in the future, not just maybe when you finish your studies or when life changes for you or when the kids leave home or whatever might be ahead of you at some point in the future. I want to encourage you today now in this moment to stay faithful to what God has called you to do and who he has called you to be the reality is none of us know how long we've got and so we need to be faithful to God today not put it off for another time but let's be obedient to what Jesus has for us now and in these days and at this moment in order that Whenever we finish our race, we might hear God say, well done, good and faithful servant. Well done. Receive this reward. Receive this prize. And then we might have something to worship Jesus with. Amen. Can we stand together? And I'm going to pray. And uh, we've got a little bit of time, which is good. I'm going to pray, and then we're going to worship the Lord together. And then I'd like to give an opportunity for any who would like to receive prayer this morning, to pray for you. And uh, some of you might be thinking, you know, I need to receive the Spirit afresh and know uh, fresh grace of God in my life. Well, this morning is your opportunity to receive that. And we'd love to pray with you and, uh, and ask God to do that for you. So let's worship, let's encounter the Lord, and let's pray as we start to do this. And then we're going to pray for another. Lord Jesus, we say this morning wants to uh, finish this race well. We want to be faithful, Lord, to what you've called us to, to who you've called us to be. We want to be men and women of God. And so we pray right now in these moments that we might encounter you afresh. We might receive your spirit afresh. And now again, a touch from heaven and an encouragement to keep going we might on that day hear you say well done good and faithful servant receive this reward receive this crown and Lord Jesus we might be able to worship you with it we ask it in Jesus name Amen Thanks for listening to this Jubilee Church podcast feel free to check out our website at www.jubilee.org.uk una lista